There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us now with power. Have your way. Get the glory out of this worship experience. Here's our confession that we have lived, we have learned so we can live better. We have loved Watch me. We have learned so we can love better. We prophesy to our next 12 that they will be our best 12 in love, friendships, and relationships. Life and death are in the power of our tongue. So we speak it so that we anticipate our ability to see it. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you for what made us cry because it was fertilizing our future. Thank you for what made us go through turmoil. It was giving us the ability to triumph. Thank you for what hurt us deepest. It is what helped us the most. And for that we say thank you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. So guys, let's go to work. Our series is Love Songs. Somebody say Love Songs. We've been learning biblical principles from popular love songs and today's song is not gonna cry, listen. I just need you to snap. I just need you to snap. Come on, fellas, I need you to snap. This ain't just no ladies song. This ain't just the Mary J song. Look, she stood up and clapping. Look, she got her hand up. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm not gonna cry. They say, I'm not gonna shed no tears. Say, I'm not gonna cry. Say, it's not the time. Say, cause that's not even worth my tears. Listen, so listen, this song was performed by Mary J. Blige uh, for the movie Waiting to Exhale. Waiting to Exhale, for those of you not familiar with it, was a 1995 romance film about four women. Here it is. They were all holding their breath, waiting to exhale until comfortable in a committed relationship with a man. Here's the message already. That's too much power to give another person. 
Some of y'all are saying, as soon as they love me, I'm going to be good. Baby, you better love yourself. As soon as they do right, my B, I'm going to be good. You better do right by yourself. I wish you would be holding your breath, waiting on another ninja to get some love for you. I wish you would be holding your breath, waiting on somebody else to celebrate you. Let's take a minute and celebrate yourself. I need you to open your mouth and say, I celebrate me. Say, I love me. Say, I'm not holding my breath for anybody. Holding your breath, waiting on somebody to love you. You better enjoy your life now. Can I help you with something? Can I help you with something? Most of us don't maximize the season of life we're in, wishing we were in another season of life. And for those of you that are single, you need to maximize your singleness. And for those of you that are married, you need to maximize your... Check this out. Whatever season of life and whatever season of life you find yourself in, you have got to maximize it. Watch me. Because while you're wanting what somebody else has, you don't realize the cost they had to pay to get it. You don't even know if you have the grace for that. While you're sitting up looking at other people saying, I wish I had that relationship, you don't even know if you have the grace to deal with that type of relationship. While you're sitting up wanting somebody else's business, you don't even know if you have the grace to handle their business. What they make look easy might kill you. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not holding my breath for anybody or for anything. That's way too much power to give to another person. I'm just praying they love me right. Well, guess what? I love me. And since I love me, I don't depend on your love for me. If you never tell me thank you, I'll thank myself. If you never celebrate me, I'll celebrate myself. If you never say good job, I'll tell myself. Somebody say breathe. You waiting on somebody to do right by you. I just need some support. You waiting on people to support you. Support yourself. That way, watch me, if you're not addicted to their applause, you won't be affected by their absence. Since I'm not addicted to you clapping for me, if you don't, I'm good. I just need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you good? Look, that's too much power. That's too much. For some of y'all, you just found out today what the movie meant. Don't lie, because when I read it, I said, oh. <laughs> That's why in the scene, every time one of them thought that they, in the movie, every time one of them thought that they had a good relationship, they exhaled. Because they put their life on hold until somebody else came into their life, which tells me you must have a miserable life if you are waiting on somebody. I need you to build the life in your next 12 you don't need a vacation from. I need you to build a life in your next 12 where you can take yourself to the movie. I need you to build a life in your next 12 where you can celebrate you some new. Lay your hands on yourself, please. Say, I love me some me. I... Somebody might say, well, I don't like you, but that's your problem with me. That ain't my problem with myself. I refuse to let your issue with me become my issue with me. But I don't understand why it takes all of that. You wouldn't understand. You ain't done nothing. You wouldn't understand. You've not accomplished anything. You wouldn't understand. You're not a curse breaker. You're not a line crosser. You're not a boundary breaker. But you, you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the line crosser and the history maker in your bloodline. 
I told you I might not even get that far. Because for some of y'all, you like them four women from Phoenix. Out of all places, I said, Phoenix? Why you put them in Phoenix? Why not Chicago or Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Phoenix? Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Y'all watch me? That's too much power to give to a person. And you know what's crazy? Is that you will be waiting to exhale, waiting on a person. And God the whole time is like, so I'm not enough? My love ain't good enough for you. The love that saved you, the love that picked you up, turned you around, the love that kept you from committing suicide, the love that, my love's not enough to where you running behind some person? Mark 12, 31. The second is this. It's Jesus speaking. They asked him, they said, Jesus, what are the greatest commandments? First one, he says, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. But then the second one, he says this. Second is this. You should love your neighbor. How? As. As makes that a mathematical equation, which means equal to. So that means I can only love somebody else equal to how I love myself. Which explains why there's so many challenges in relationships. Because you're asking people to give you what they don't give themselves. How do you know? They waited on you to show up before they gave it to themselves. You can't possibly give somebody else what you have not yet given to yourself. I need you to open your mouth and make this declaration and say, I love myself. I love my so listen, if you love yourself because God loves you, you're not dependent on another's love. You have people can we get real for a moment? You have people who will get depressed because somebody don't love them. You have people who will commit suicide because somebody doesn't love them. You have people who will, who will binge eat because somebody doesn't love them. You have people who will get anorexic and bulimic because somebody doesn't love them. You have people who are on antidepressants because somebody doesn't. And I need you to know if that's been you, that comes to its end today. You better mark this day in your calendar. 221 21. Mm. 2 21 Why? This is the day I decided to love my. So listen, let's break this song down. <laughs> but most of the messages, I've taught you principles, right? And on Wednesday, I went through the lyrics of the song. Today, I want to do a little bit of that too. So l listen to what she says. Th this was produced by Babyface. Uh, Babyface, for all my millennials, Google it. I, I want y'all to see what she says. Look on the screen. While all the time I was loving you, you were busy loving yourself. Okay. So that means you observed this and didn't do anything to change this. So while you mad at him, boo, you need to be mad at you. Because you the one watched him not reciprocated and kept giving it. Then it goes on. I would stop breathing if you told me to. That's a lot of power. 
Here's what she's really saying. I would die if you wanted me to, but I realized you would be too busy to die for me. Uh-uh, I, I, need, I need to say that. I need to say that. Because what she's really saying is there's an imbalance. What she's really saying is that I am giving more than I'm getting from you. And I know it, but I ain't said nothing to you about it. Mm. Some of y'all are mad at people for stuff you hope they figure out, but you never articulated. So you're anticipating what you've never articulated, and you're mad at them, and you need to be mad at yourself because a closed mouth can never be fed. Here we go. Look. Now you're busy loving someone else. 11 years out of my life. Stop! 11 is the biblical number of dysfunction, so I'm trying to figure out why you did dysfunctional, fruitless relationships. I'm... Y'all should have told me it was African theme day. I was going to wear that, but then I, then I put on some tennis shoes. I'm looking around. I said, it's African theme day. Didn't nobody tell me nothing. Look. I think it's significant that she says 11. Like, why 11? Like, why not 5, 10, 15, 25, you know, 13, 12? No, I think it's significant because God is so amazing that he will speak. Watch me. And you think it's coincidental, but it's really providential. You'll think it was serendipitous. That means a happy surprise, not realizing that it was actually strategic. When God allows the song to be written, because you do know that, watch me, that in, in music, all music has a corresponding Hebrew letter. Every musical note has a Hebrew letter, and then you have the letters, which means all music is actually spirit. So check it out. While you're looking at the song, the song actually has a spiritual significance, which means you look at it and you, you groove into the beat. Now realizing 11 is saying you've been in a dysfunctional, fruitless relationship, and you're the one that watch me that became okay with that you cannot be angry with people that they give you what you accept you cannot be angry with people that you tolerate it and they keep serving it up to you and for some of you you need to put a period on some stuff today and say i love you but we got to have a conversation today because there's some stuff i'm not taking into my next 12. Say, I don't do dysfunctional, fruitless relationships. Like, like, how are you in a relationship with somebody? And this is bigger than romantic. This is friendship. Every relationship, relationship just means a perpetual connection between two people uh, or, a pers or between two nouns, okay? All right, so check this out. How are you going to sit in it for 11 years? I'm going to come down your row. Because for many of you, you have spiritualized your suffering. I'm just waiting on God. I'm not waiting on God for no person to change. I can't control a person. So here's the deal. This is what I need. This is what you need. Now, either we can make this happen or what we need to do is bless and step. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I bless you, but I'm stepping. I'm not staying in this, and you're not going to put some fake spirituality on top of it to justify some half-ass relationship. You're not going to put me up under no bondage to... I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22.10. And the Bible says, Thou shalt not plow with an oxen and an ass together. Half-assed means you're not even putting all of you into it. But you can do it if you put your back into it, but you won't put your back into it because you have to do it. 
Sometimes people tell you they can't do things. It's not that they can't do, they won't do. Y'all don't like this, okay. I, I need you to look at this. For 11 years, you have tolerated dysfunction and lack of fruit. Meaning, we're not even making one another better. Like, look at your friends. Do you have 11-year-old friendships? And what I mean by 11 years is not literally. I mean, are they 11 in the sense that they're dysfunctional? Like, y'all don't even make one another better. Y'all just eat. Y'all don't even make one another better. All y'all do is sit up and complain. Girl, you know what I'm going through. Girl, you know what I'm going through. Man, you know what I'm going through. Man, you know what I'm going through. Well, at some point, are we going to at least pray for one another, encourage one another, build one another up? I need you to have some people in your next 12 that will say, okay, I heard all your complaining. Now, let's cancel that and get some good confession. I heard all your negativity, but let's move forward from that. I pray you got some people in your next 12 that when you go low, they're going to pull you up high. I... So look, so look, Matthew 12, 33, fruitless, meaning there's no productivity. There's no progress. This is the same conversation we've been having since we met. Matthew 12, 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. If I look at the last part, for the tree is known by its fruit. So I'm not being judgmental to be a fruit inspector. Being judgmental says you're going to hell or you're wrong because you have bad fruit. Everybody tell me what this is. It's an orange. You know why? Because you can see its fruit. You can see what it is. Not it told you what it hopes it's going to one day be if you keep being patient with it. Y'all don't like that. All right. I see why I got these tennis shoes on today. Okay. Anybody, what is this? Anybody know what type? Red Delicious. You know how I know? Because the label right on the backside says... <laughs> Now, now, check this out. There's lots of different types of apples. You got Granny Smith. You got Red Delicious. Honey Crisp. See, I don't even, look. But check this out. But check this out. In relationships of any type, you should be able to look and say, there's fruit. And every piece of fruit's not going to look the same. Every piece of fruit's not going to grow at the same pace, but at least I see some fruit. I need you to just nudge somebody. Don't touch them, but just elbow them, because we pray that this thing, this pandemic's about to come to its conclusion. So I just need you to get used to people again. I just need you to elbow somebody. Don't do nothing. Just elbow and say, I prophesy fruit in your next 12. I need some of y'all to get ready to come out of your cocoon. Why? The world's about to open back up. You survived the worst, and God's about to give you his best. I need you to put a praise in this atmosphere that this thing is about to. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, so check this out. So, for, so after year one, after year one, the Bible says, if there's no fruit, give something. It says three years. 
Then it says, dig around the roots. And if after you dig around the roots, give it another year. If after four years, ain't no fruit. The Bible say, what good is the tree for? Many of y'all have been in the same type of situationships, entanglements, relationships, whatever ships, cruise ships. And you have exceeded the biblical limit. Even God don't give people that long. Somebody say, I expect to see some fruit in my next 12. All right, so, so let's look at what she says. Besides the kids, I have nothing to show. Okay. Well, I hope that's not true, Mary. I hope you got more than just some kids, which is good. But I hope you recognize you also got some wisdom. You also have some lessons. So that way in your next, it can outperform your previous. Why? I'm not the same woman I was back then. I'm not the same man I was back then. I'm not the same leader I was back then. I'm not the same pastor I was back then. I'm not the same son or daughter I was back then. I need you to open your mouth and say, it made me better. She says, besides the kids, I have nothing to show. And for some of you, 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 you can relate to that because that's how you feel. And can I just, can I ask your pastor, can you allow me to just... To stretch you right here, you are limiting your lead, the, 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 the lesions that you dealt with, and you are minimizing the misery you had to overcome. You got more than kids, you got a story. Some of y'all, your life is bigger than a book. I told somebody this yesterday. I said, This is a movie. You sitting here trying to talk about, I need to write a book. The reason you can't get the energy to write the book is because God says you're undervaluing what you've been through. You ain't went through nothing that can be written. What you've been through got to be shown on. To overcome what you've overcome and to beat what you've beat. Baby, that ain't no book. That's a whole two day lifetime special, y'all. Somebody say more than kids came out of it. Now, whatever kids represents, because for some of you, maybe it's kids. For some of you, you think the only thing I got out of this is 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 some, some outfit. The only thing I got out of this is a clothes. The only thing I, there was more than what you're minimizing it to be. The only thing I got out of that was abuse. No boo. What you got out of that is the ability to finally appreciate yourself. Could it be that what 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 was meant for evil, God turned it to be for your good? I need you to open your mouth and say, there was more in that. There was more in that. You got more out of it, and you're minimizing it. Mary, really? That's all you see is the kids? Baby, in the movie, I saw a house. I saw a car. I saw a set of skills to where you could go next door and start you a business. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You got way more. You got a group of friends that you wouldn't have had. You got way more, and you're minimizing it. And for some of us, everybody, listen. The reason that it's so easy to be mad about the past is because we minimize what we gained from the past. So you mad because all you think is you got some kids. So you only see bills when you need to see blessing. It's quiet. Then look what she says. Wasted my years. Is that what you did? A fool of a wife. I should have left you. Don't do it. It's three dots on the screen. Because some of y'all was hoping. Come on, Bishop. 
<laughs> you ain't gonna use Deuteronomy 22.10 right here, huh, Bishop? No, not here. I'll do it later. <laughs> I should have left Joe's tail a long time ago. Oh, 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 oh. Check this out. Check this out. Say, I have no wasted years. Now, I'm going to go back. Now, last time I gave y'all this scripture, y'all didn't let me finish the message. Like it's 915. So I'm going to try it again this week. Say, nothing has been wasted. Somebody said, Bishop, I wasted my prime years. I wasted my 20s. Baby, you didn't waste your 20s. You weren't ready in your 20s. I wasted my 30s. You didn't waste your 30s. You weren't ready. I wasted my 40s. You didn't waste your 40s. You weren't ready. I just feel like my whole life is behind me. No, you just weren't ready. But I dare you to make this confession over yourself. Say, I'm ready for everything God has for me now. I, I feel like preaching right through here. Would you open up your mouth and say, I'm finally ready already. You finally know what to do with it now. You finally know how to handle it now. Say, I didn't waste anything. Here's the scripture, Ephesians 6 and 7. Rendering service. You cannot love and not serve what you say you love. So in her mind, I had these kids, I didn't done this, I'd done all that, and I wasted it. And if you view your past that way, it will negatively and adversely affect your future. Nothing was wasted. I, I thought the other day, I, I was thinking the other day, and I posted on social media for years. For a period of time, I was the director of marketing. I used to train models. So I, I was the director of marketing for the, one of the nation's largest modeling and talent uh, agencies and firms and all that. And, 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 and I remember thinking, like, you know, this is a nice stopover. Like, what is this going to have to do with my future? So I spent, I spent years getting people ready behind the camera. But that's because God needed me to sew. Because I'd spend the rest of my life in front of the Open your mouth, please, and say nothing has been wasted. <laughs> like nothing that you've gone through, he's not going to waste any of it. He's the most amazing chef in the world. You ever seen chefs on, I, so I watch the Food Network sometimes to just, you know, dream about what life could be if I'd like to cook. <laughs> I used to love Emerald because Emerald made cooking approachable. You know, he said, what do you want to do? You wanna, yeah, I was like, come on, hey, talk to that New Orleans. Talk to me. You know, bam. I was like, come on, Emerald, let's go. And I'd get fired up, go to the grocery store, and be like, nah, let's not, and say we did. Let's just not do it. Let's say I did it. So, so, so take this out. Um, say nothing is wasted. Ephesians 6 and 7, rendering service. When you love, you render service. You're serving. Got it? As a mother, that's serving. As a wife, that's serving. Serving in church, that's serving. Got it? Serving your pastor, that's serving. Where, where, ser somebody say, I serve. Look what the Bible says. Do it with a good will. Now, it's hard to have a good will, watch me, if you have bad wishes. And for many people, what happens is because of the bad you've been through, you now have bad wishes when you deal with people. Watch me, with a good will, and who do you do it to? As unto the Lord. Let me tell you why you're so mad, Mary. You're mad. You're mad. 
because he's back. Listen, you're mad, and the reason you're mad is because you never loved him as unto the Lord. You loved him unto himself. And now you came to get a re watch me, to get something back and get a return on the love you gave him. And he watch me, he gave his return to another woman. So now you're talking about ain't no good man. Yes, there's some good men. You just picked a bad one. You're talking about don't nobody do you right. No, people will do you right. You just need to pick better. And I prophesy in your next 12, your picker will be better. Shake it out. I prayed you pick the right friends, pick the right associates, pick the right employees. You are angry and you're mad because you didn't do it as unto the Lord. So when you were in there cooking, you were cooking for, what was the husband's name? Anybody remember? This was Angela Bassett's character. Whatever the dude's name was. All I remember is the soul food dude. <laughs> Y'all, you know, I don't know. Somebody, they're going to they gonna have it for me to say. Now, now, check this out. You did it to him. You did it all for him. Nothing you did, you ever did it unto the Lord, which is why you feel like you wasted years. But what I love about the Lord is that he has an ability to go retroactive and to go back to what you think you wasted and to redirect what you thought you wasted and it'll go to your future. And for some of you, I need you to get ready for your next 12 wives because you got a whole lot of seed you forgot you even sowed. You got a whole lot of love you've given you forgot you ever gave. And in your next 12, God says, I'm redirecting those funds to you. I'm redirecting that favor to you. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, this, somebody holler this, this you will receive back from the Lord. Here's her problem. If she was looking for him to give it back, so it's when she so when he she walks in and it's the other chick sitting in her seat at the boardroom, and she get all upset. Now listen, let's, let's just be honest. You're gonna get up, you would have been upset too. For all you super spiritual deep people, but I just want to win in tongues. Yes, a known tongue. You would have went Deuteronomy 22, 10, part B. The ones we don't show on screen. But watch me, because that, that would be your human response. Because in that moment, you feel slighted, you feel wrong. And, and guess what? It's all right to have a moment. But then I'm going to need you to get up and keep it moving. And for some of you, you've been stuck in your moment for a decade. Today's your day to get up and keep it moving. You receive the same back, I'm almost done, from who? The Lord. Somebody say, the Lord's going to do this thing. All right, so let's go. Now, what did we learn on Sunday? Okay, y'all, let me finish. All right, so here it is. God may repay you in another noun. What I have learned to do is to not look to the same people I poured into to get it back from. Because if not, you'll start resenting them saying, I done done all of this to pour into you. Where is my return? Guess what? The Lord pays me back. So if it comes from you, great. But if it ain't you, he'll bring it through another source. And I need for some of y'all to lift your hands in the air and worship God. Watch me for the next 12 seconds. Why? For the next 12 months of your life. Go. 12, 11. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Chicago. Come on, Miami. Eight, seven. Come on, New York. Six, five. Four, three, two, one. 
Somebody holler yes, Lord. So what's this? So, so, so the character's name, they texted to me, but give it to me. So what's his name? Troy. Well, how, you, how you got John? Troy. Somebody in the movie. Listen, that's how, that's how rumors get started. John Hill? John Harris. That's the re, his real name or his character name? Michael Beach. His character name was John Harris. All right, that's what we're going with for the harvest version of Wait Next Hell. So that's what it is, okay? All right, listen. You ready for this? Somebody say, it's about to get real. I was your lover and your secretary. Working every day of the week. Was at the job when no one else was there. Helping you get on your feet. Everybody holler, stop. Be careful when you mix love and business. Especially if they're not good at business. I know you want a dynasty and many of you are not going to have that. Solomon said he didn't want to die. And the only reason he didn't want to die is his sons were nothing like him. And he was going to have to leave the kingdom to these sons that were nothing like him. And Solomon said, I really want to be with the Lord except for the fact that these crazy sons of mine are going to take over. Watch me. I want a dynasty, but it's going to end with me. And for some of you, you will have people that are not your blood do you better than people that are. And you can't be mad. I know you want a family-owned business. It may not be that. I know you want to give it to your kids. They may not respect what it is that you built. I know you want it to be a dynasty where you're sitting in the seat and you're looking like coming to America and you got one over here and one over there. But for some of you, please take my word for it. It won't be what you thought it would be. Be careful when you mix love and business. Especially if they're not good at business. And I'm just trying to teach my son how to do business. He don't want to do business. He want to make TikToks. I feel the Holy Ghost. She, she, don't, want, she don't want to learn business. See, okay, so, so, so check this out. So let me tell you why this relationship got real bad. You ready? It's because most people can't separate and see you in your different environments. Some people can't respect you as their father and their boss. They can't respect you as their brother and their bishop, as your brother and your this, as your cousin and this, this and your this and your that, and your th just put a blank. Somebody say two blanks. And so some of y'all, you got friends you brought into business. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. And you have brought friends into business. Right? And here's the problem. Is that they can't separate you from your business you and your friend you. So when you're trying to do business, they're having friends. You're trying to have a meeting and they're sitting there talking about playing on the phone and stuff. And you said, listen, guys, we're having a meeting. Look, you need to chill because we are friends. I tell you what, I am going to chill. And the first thing I'm going to chill is this business arrangement. Because if you make me pick between my future and this friendship, you're going to be shocked what I pick. Be careful when you mix the two. Because this is where the relationship starts going bad. Because, y'all, listen, y'all started a business together. 
You watch me? And he says, I've done this. If you watch the movie, I've done this and I've done this. I can tell what some of y'all are going to be doing this afternoon. <laughs> I've done this and I've done this. And she said, you? She said, we built this company. And she writes a song about how she built the company. And for many of you, your husband and wife, y'all are greatest husband and wife. Y'all are not good business partners. And you will ruin one trying to have a second. And sometimes you just need to say, look, baby, look, I love you. But listen, you don't do business the way I do business because you don't do business. You have, you have dreams and hopes and you wake up one day and spend money. That's not business. This is too real for church. Because so y'all want to put Jesus on mess that Jesus ain't got nothing to do with. All right, let me give you, let me give scripture to back this up, and I'm almost done. J Jesus um, he had a relative. His relative's name was who? John the Baptist. John the Baptist was never invited to be a part of Jesus' ministry. Why? Because he understood, listen, we both can't do this. John, you're here to prepare the way for me. But then when I increase, you, John, must decrease. And for some of you, let me tell you why you cannot mix business and love. It's because they don't know how to decrease when you need to increase. And you don't know how to decrease when they need to increase. So instead of having a partnership, watch, watch me, here's what you have. You have a poisonous interaction. One of my favorite shows, and then I'm done, I just want to make this point. Because for some of you, you were making plans that you need to cancel. I'm trying to save your family. <laughs> trying to save your marriage. Right? Here's the deal. One of my favorite shows used to be uh, Miss Robbie on OWN. Um, y'all clearly don't know nothing about that because y'all don't say nothing. Sweetie Pies. That's what it was. Sweetie Pies. Thank you. And Miss Robbie was the character. And so Miss Robbie was, used to be an Ikep. <laughs> so Ike and Tina Turner. And she used to be an Ikep. And so Miss Robbie, she had this business. She had her son involved in the business and all of that, and so she opened these restaurants in St. Louis, and she opened multiple restaurants and all that, and it was her TV show. The TV show's gone now. Ms. Robbie, her son, Tim, was, was part of the business, and the whole dynamic of the show, now reality TV is scripted, but at the end of the day, the whole dynamic, there's some truth, the whole dynamic was that there was this mother and son, and they were, watch me, they, they had this extensive history together, and they were trying to do business together, and he always wanted to go off and do his own thing. And she was like, no, Tim, we need to do it like this. And he would just go behind her back and do stuff. And, and Miss Robbie would get hot. And Miss Robbie had been through some stuff. Miss Robbie had been through civil rights. She'd been through Jim Crow. She was on the Chitlin circuit. When, what was that? That's when you used to travel around to the clubs to go sing and all that. So Miss Robbie like, look, ain't now nobody finna tell me how to run my business. So watch me. The whole relationship was a bunch of fighting back and forth because they mixed love and business. When sometimes the right thing to do is say, you know what? It's love or business. So let's preserve love because there's always somebody else to do business with. I hope y'all, I need y'all to worship on that one because for some of y'all, you get, why can't my family do this? Why can't my, Listen, stop trying to mix what can't be mixed. Stop. Doing the Lord gave me a promise. That doesn't mean that your kids are going to be part of that promise. Not in that business. 
I just needed to slow down for that point. Because a lot of a lot of us, we we go to family first because family's familiar. And sometimes that's where you mess, you will ruin the love relationships in pursuit of the business relationships. And sometimes the best thing to do is to say, listen, I love you, but this is not something we can do together. Because the moment I boss, then you want to cross. And the problem is you can't cross when you don't sign checks. It's quiet in this church. All right, let's go. It says, <laughs> 11 years of sacrifice and you can leave me at the drop of a dime. Wow. I mean, that's pretty intense, right? 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen. Let me tell you why you needed that. For there must be factions among you in order that those are genuine among you may be recognized. It's factions there in, in Greek language or New Testament. It means conflict. Say, I, say good relationships need conflict. If you tell me, listen, we don't ever have any troubles. We don't ever have any issues. Everything is fine. I'm going to tell you one of y'all is cheating. Now, I just don't know which one it is, but one of y'all is stepping out. I'm just, I don't know which one it is, but one of y'all is. Because here's what we want. We want relationships without conflict, but conflict is a byproduct of growth. So either we grow together or we grow apart. So there's going to be some conflict. Now listen, let me be clear. I'm not talking about fighting and punching and hollering and cussing out and tearing up doors and calling the popo. The translation, this is Denver. Popo, calling the police. I ain't talking about that. Because some of y'all talk about Bishop. We got a lot of conflict. We must be really growing. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. But what does that mean? What does that mean? There's going to be moments where we have disagreements because I thought I knew what you meant and I didn't listen to what you said. And so now there's a conflict because I went off of what I thought instead of what you said because I thought I knew you and I wanted to show you that I know you so well that I interpreted what you meant instead of did what you said. That's conflict. Okay? All right? So, so, so look at it. So disunity. There's going to be moments in genuine relationships there's going to be disunity. There's going to be moments y'all are not on the same page. There's going to be moments where y'all are not even in the same book. <laughs> Do y'all hear what I'm saying? There's going to be moments you're not in this. You look, you ain't even studying the same subject. One is on world history. The other one is in math. I mean, just... There's going to be moments, and the Paul says you need that. Because if we can't recover from conflict, that's our answer. If we can't recover from disunity, then we were never unified. Like we should be, and what does that mean? We come back into alignment. What does this mean? I get back in alignment with God, so I get back in alignment with you. Right? It, like, like, that's it. And then look at this third one. Look at this third one. And discord. I play a play a play a, a C a C major a C major chord for me. Play C major. Play C major. Alright? Okay. Now now play something that is not a chord that sounds really horrible. That sounds really horrible. Just make it a little louder for me though. Make it a little louder for me. Okay. That's what some of y'all's friendships sound like right now. 
what you have to do is figure out where we're off. So give me a C as the base. Give me a C base. Just a C. Okay. So then, all right, all right. So we got to figure out where we're off. Okay. So give me an off for something that doesn't fit the chord, doesn't fit the scale. All right. So that doesn't fit. So we need to adjust it. Let's adjust it. Let's adjust it. Let's adjust it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Now it fits. Wait a minute. This is it. How do we do that? That's called communication. Somehow, way, you got off, and we need to communicate so we can get this thing back together. And some of you need to do that with your kids. Hey, we're off. This is discord. We need to communicate until we get on the same page. We need to do it with your friends. We got to communicate until we get this chord on the same page. Because I will not spend my next 12 in a bunch of discord. All right, look. Here we go. I'm not going to cry. Here's the, here's the chorus. I'm not going to shed no tears. I'm not going to cry. It's not the time because you were never worth my tears. Now, listen. Now, stop, Mary. You were never worth my tears. See, here's the problem with us is that we will throw out all of the good because of a bad. They were never there for me except them 4,000 times they were there for you. They didn't ever do nothing for me except all them times they did something for you. That's, this is what we'll do. Here's what, here's what some of you do. This is why you keep, y'all ready for this? This is deep. This is heavy. This is something I would say on a Wednesday. You ready for this? This is why some of you keep singing the same old sad love song. It's because you keep writing them out of your song. So you have to repeat what you didn't learn. You can talk about somebody and they could have been real wretched. But you can say, but you know what I got from that? I got wisdom. You know what I got from that? I got knowledge. You know what that taught me? I could love myself. You know what that taught me? I could give somebody love I never knew I could give. I'm grateful that you did what you did because even though you ain't going to be the one to pay me back, you taught me how to pour. You taught me how to give. You taught me how to sacrifice. You taught me how to make somebody else's needs more important than my own. Somebody said something good came out of it. Because you'll write them out the song. You were never worth my tears or not worth? My notes say never worth. So that's what we going with. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. My God. Look at this. Psalm 126 and 5. I'm almost done. Y'all give me five minutes. Those who sow in tears. So could it be that that was necessary? Because God says, I got a harvest in mind for your future. And this is going to require more than financial seed. This is going to require some emotional seed. Because what are tears? Tears are expression, expressions of emotional relief. Which means I sold me into this situation. I sold me into this relationship. And because I sold me, that's why I'm crying about it. But those that show in tears are going to reap with shouts of joy. Open up your mouth and say, it's reaping time. It's reaping time. Maybe you needed that pain so you could get some tears in the ground so it would fertilize your future. Ooh, anybody that shed some tears in the last 10 years of your life, I need you to go crazy right here. One, two, three, go, go, go. I'm glad I cried. I'm about to conquer. I'm glad that I cried. I'm about to reap. I'm glad you hurt me. It's what helped me. Somebody say, I'm glad about it. Let me finish.
So here's what you gotta do. Let me finish. You gotta learn how to love yourself. Cause Mary, you so mad at him when your anger needs to be redirected to you. Notice how to is italicized on the screen. What does that mean? You have to learn how to love yourself. Because here's what we do. And women, y'all are notorious for this. Y'all will sit up and have these little ladies, ladies get-togethers and all that. And sis, you just got to love yourself. You don't even know what you're talking about. Because you don't know how to love you. Which is why you don't know how to interview who should love you. I'm coming for you now. I'm coming for you now. You don't know how to love you, so you don't know how to interview who should be in your life, which is why you accept certain things from people because you never learned how to, so now you don't know what to do. But in your next 12, I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm going to learn how to love me. Here's what many of us practice. I'm done. Most of us practice phantom love. Phantom, it means it's not really there. What is phantom love? You don't know how to love who you love. No, you know how to love yourself. Here's what you say. They should know. They should catch my vibe. This is not an R. Kelly video talking about vibes. This is not. No. No. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. It's just a process to discover. This is not. We ain't got time for that. You need to know how to so you can instruct people on what to do. Then once I tell you what I need, if you don't give it to me, then I know what to do next. That's a word. That's a word. But a lot of us practice phantom love. I'm almost done. Especially ladies. And ladies, I'm not saying this to beat you up or beat you down. I love you. I'm your pastor. I love you. I got nothing but love for you. Listen to me. You, you practice phantom love. Like he just needs to, he needs to know. Know what? Because sometimes you get happy over the flowers. And then sometimes you don't say nothing. Now, fellas, I need y'all to say amen because I'm trying to help. But if y'all don't say amen, I'll leave this alone. And I'll come for y'all. Because men, okay, since y'all didn't say amen, fellas, see, you're going to learn today. Men, you're worse than women. I got feelings too, Bishop. Well, say something. I, Bishop, I get emotional too. Well, say something. You're trying to be hard. And while you're trying to be hard, she thinks that you're okay. Not realizing when you cry, you don't cry out here. You cry in here. Just trying to be strong. You're not being strong, not showing women weakness. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You're not being strong, not showing your son's weakness. They need to see you in your weakness because it lets them know it's okay to have meekness. And meekness isn't weakness, meekness is submission. Let me finish. Also, oh, the middle section, you say, what y'all think y'all ain't gonna clap? I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Here we go. Here we go. I gotta finish. Here we go. Say, how do I love myself, Bishop? Love has five basic languages. First, words of affirmation. Second, quality time. Some people don't want you to say nothing. They just want you to sit there. And you be like, look, let's just, let's go somewhere. No, let's just sit at the house. Oh, doggone day, God, dog. They don't even want to talk. They just want to feel your presence. Like, well, look, I'm going to send you a video. Watch the video. <laughs> Put it on replay. <laughs> Here's the next one. This is mine. Receiving gifts. 
Receiving gifts. Okay? Let me tell you. Now, receiving gifts, because here's what people try to say. Because I used to say, I don't like I don't like that. Because I'm a giver, so receiving things was difficult for me, receiving things. Because I'm a giver. So receiving things was difficult for me. I'm like, oh. And then I realized, but that's how I know. Watch this. Because it's bigger than the gift. It's about what went into having to get the gift. So tell me the story about how you got it. I remember one time, I remember one time, I remember one time I, got, I received something. And I was like, how did you know that I liked it? They said, well, I saw it on a screen, and I snapshot it, and then I went to Google and put it in Google. I said, that's a lot of work. <laughs> for, for those of you who receive, like receiving gifts, many times it's not about the gift itself. It's about what goes into getting the gift. <laughs> and to somebody that likes receiving gifts, you can sit up and write them notes all day long talking about uh, you appreciate them. You can say amazing things. You can leave voicemails <laughs> for three minutes. And if somebody that likes receiving gifts, they're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and be like, they ain't receiving my love because that's not how to love them. <laughs> Here's the last two, and I got to quit. Acts of service. This means they want you to do something for them. So this means when they say, oh, I hope I got time to pick up the drag cleaning. Code, go pick up my drag cleaning for me, please, and I'll know that you love me. Right? They drop hints. Ooh-wee, I sure need to run by the store. <laughs> That's a hint. <laughs> Can you go get the stuff from the store for me and bring it to me? And here's what you'll say. Yeah, I sure hope you get time. <laughs> yeah, you probably better get off early so you got time. <laughs> I got to quit. I got to go. I got to go. Because if you speak that way to somebody that likes receiving gifts, they ne we need direct speak. You can't ring around no roses with us. You need to say exactly what it was you want. Because other than that, <laughs> here's the last one. I got to go. Physical touch. All right. And this doesn't mean, because, uh, let me say, and this doesn't mean, because here's where many people go here. You go to sex in a romantic context. Doesn't mean that. It just means touch. Ever met some people where they're huggers? Like you go in for, you know, not the last 12 months, but you know, you'll be able to do it after a while. You ever go in and do a hug? They're like, ah, oh, come on, bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> they like to touch. Watch me, especially if you're from the South, Southern people, we like to touch. Yeah. Come here. We like to touch. Hey, how you doing, brother? Listen, listen, God bless you. Listen, so what I, you know, look at now, what I'm trying to get you to do, <laughs> they touching all on you and just <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and if you're not familiar with that, you'll think, they do a lot of touching over there. <laughs> it's a southern culture. We touch. Fathers will kiss their sons on the cheek. A southern culture. It's also a biblical culture, too, by the way. Right? Right? Th that type of thing. Right? That's, just, that's just culture. And then, listen, if you're not familiar with that, and, and listen, and you have issues in the past with touch... If so, I remember one time, you know, I like, I would walk through the halls and I'd to make sure I didn't miss anybody. And so I remember one time I went out to, to hug a lady and she looked at me like I just had cussed her out. And, and I never saw her again. I don't know. Maybe she's watching online. I don't know. My point is, it was, it was years ago. But I remember thinking after that, that's why now I'd be like, you, you know, now, you know, you know, of course now we do this. But before then I'd, I'd be like, you know, are, are you a hugger or a handshaker? Because ain't nobody going to look at me like that again and not, and not, 
Because I'm going to help you next time. You're going to learn. You don't look at me with that tone of disrespect. Thank you. Somebody say, learn how to love myself. This afternoon, I'm going to send you a mobile push, and you're going to get an email from the church with the test to take it. For those of you who say, Bishop, I've already taken the test. You need to take it again, because as you grow, what you need changes. Some of you, watch me, you don't need touch anymore. Now what you need, watch me, is you need people to show you. Mm. So now what you need is acts of service, because you're like, I'm good. I can touch myself. And then once you get your test to the people who say they love you, you send it to them. You text it to them, you email it to them, and you tell them you take it, and I need yours back. All of this phantom love, we just going to figure it out. That is whack. All of this, we just going to pray and seek God. I don't need to seek God for something I can test for. Here's the second thing you got to do. Forgive yourself. Now, these last two about to be rough. Because this whole song is about, is about Mary pointing the finger at him. Not realizing, turn that thing right around, baby girl. Could it be, can I go here? Could it be that you're mad at him because he thought you were fulfilled in being his secretary? Because you never told him, I prefer being your wife. Y'all ain't going to say So now you mad at this man. Oh, y'all got quite, the whole middle section shut me down. I re- Could it be you're mad at somebody? Because you never, ever articulated, baby, this is how I need love. Go get my robes. I'm going to preach Catholic at the 11.15. With the tennis shoes on. Listen. Everybody watch this. Say, I have to forgive me. You will never forgive others if you can't forgive yourself. I want to show you scripture. And I, and I got, I'm way over time. But are y'all all right? Mark 11, 25. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven will forgive you. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Everybody look at the screen. Uh, uh, see how under one, anyone's underlined? You're an anyone. And many times the reason you repeat bad love decisions of every type, romantic and every type, it's because you haven't forgiven you. Here it is. You don't trust you. And you'll even confess stuff like, I know me. I know, I, do. I know what I do. You have to forgive you. What does that mean? It, it's, the, it's a Greek word that means you release from, from punishment. Because for many of you, check this out. This whole song is a song of punishment that's focused on him, but it's really telling you what, that she's not settled with her. Mary, you mad at yourself. And you haven't forgiven yourself. That's why you think you wasted time. That's why you think you wasted years. That's why you, that's why you mad at him because he went and got somebody else. I just want to throw this out there. Is it maybe that you stopped talking? And you only talked about business, so instead of being, I'm not justifying what he did to you, Mary. What he did was dead wrong. But could it be that you used to be his escape, but now he needs an escape? Because when he sees you, you don't talk to him wife talk. You talk to him business talk. 
Okay, now see how quiet I just got in the church? Play real, come on, come on, let's walk me through this. Come on, walk me through this. <laughs> Let me, uh-oh, it got real quiet. Mary, forgive yourself. Because yes, what he did was dead wrong, inexcusable, unacceptable, ratchet. And you know that new girl he got with cheating on him, because whatever somebody will do with you, they'll do to you. The difference is, Mary, you didn't take half the stuff. Old girl learned from you and took half the stuff. If they'll cheat with you, they're going to cheat on you. You got quiet in the church, but I'm telling the truth. Let me get in. Let's move on. Here's the last one. What y'all got for me here? All right. A uh, whole product placement, huh? So listen. <laughs> so listen. Say, talk good to myself. Mary, this whole song, you beat him up and you called yourself a fool. This whole song, you have talked down to yourself. So no wonder why you attract that. Because you don't know what it is to hear good stuff about you, from you, to you. So here's the description. This is why we're going to end this message. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul. And health to your bones. What does this mean? You need a mirror. And you need to look in this mirror. You can't see me. Actually, let's do this. And then you can see. Go camera two. And if you go camera two, you can see me looking in the mirror. Bam. See that? You see it. Listen. <laughs> if I look, if I look. Mary, this whole time you have been so focused on him and what he's not doing that you never took out that compact and looked at yourself and spoke to yourself and said, you are an amazing woman. You're an amazing man. You're a gladiator. You're a curse breaker. There's something amazing about you. You took nothing and turned it into a business in 11 years. You took nothing and turned it into something amazing. You got the ability to birth big things out of little things. You, you, you are somebody, pleasant words. I, I need everybody in this building, everybody online, stand on your feet. And I need you to talk good to yourself. It's sweetness to your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. It's going to bring health to your body. Say, I am the head and not the tail. Say, I'm amazing because God is amazing. I'm a curse breaker, a history maker. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm wise. I'm God's child. I'm a king and a priest. Come on, can you put a praise in this atmosphere and online? Wow. This whole song. So here's your homework. I need you to get used. Here, here's the challenge. When I look at me, I see my imperfections. So it's easy to just look at you. I need you to look at you need you to love you. 
How, how do I love myself, Bishop? I'm going to send you the test. You're going to take the test, and then you're going to give that to your son. If you like gifts, you're going to go to Data the Mall, or you're going to go on your website. I'm not promoting no different companies. And you're going to buy yourself something. Not, I'm not saying get in the debt. Some of you are like, that's right, Bishop. I just got this new Amex. Let me go on and discover the world. I didn't say go in the debt. You're going to get yourself something. Those of you like acts of service, you're going to serve yourself. For those of you who like touch, we're going to hug you. Because you hugging everybody else, you ain't hug you. You always thirsty for somebody to touch you, touch yourself in a Christian way. Because some of y'all like, Bishop, come on. Hey, Ba, Roho, Tesa, AK, hey, We're going to talk about sex on Wednesday, so it's going to be great. All the men were like, all right, Bishop, yeah, yeah. Praise God. Only make a way. You're going to do that for yourself. If you like words of affirmation, you're going to go to one of them stores and put some stuff up around your house for you to say to yourself. I have lions everywhere because lions are an animal that reminds me of Jesus, number one. But number two, every time I look at a lion, it reminds you, you better not back up. You better not take on the spirit of this region and begin to be, be, be weak and be passive. You better not do that. It's just what I do. And you're going to forgive yourself. Say, I forgive me. And then you're going to talk good to yourself. Some of you need to, just when you, when you pull up to a stop sign. Ain't God good. I'm not saying be pretentious. I'm not saying be narcissistic. We got way too much of that now. What I'm saying is, how would you ever give it to someone else? If you're not giving it to you. Today, if you're watching this, did this message help anybody today? Did this help anybody? Today, if you become a Christian in this building or online on three, in the building, I'm going to ask you to wave your hand. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you're at in this building and online. Come on, church, let's celebrate the hands. We can see hands. We can't see. Online, I need you to do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Because of your love, I can live. Today is the beginning of my best 12. Thank you, Lord, that I needed to shed some tears to prepare my future. And, oh, but from this day forward, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to conquer. From this day forward, I will not be stuck. I will rise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, take out your phone, text the word decision with the phone number 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.